This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 133, Client Spotlight, Engineers and Bank on Yourself Superstars, Derek and Amy Baker. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Have you heard the one about the engineer and the pig? So let me tell you really quick. It's a corny dad joke. Are you ready? It says, uh, the quote is, arguing with an engineer is like wrestling with a pig in the mud. After a bit, you realize the pig likes it. That's kind of the, you know, the experience I've had with some engineers, but honestly, I'm kind of one of those engineers myself. I don't like to admit it often, but uh, maybe you are too. (laughs) So anyway, welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm happy to jump in the mud and wrestle around a little bit. And we have, as always, wonderful content to share with you and some incredible people to share with you this week. Their names are Derek and Amy Baker. They've been wonderful clients of ours for years now, and I'd love to introduce them to you as a a new mini-series we're starting called Client Spotlights. So Derek and Amy Baker are founders and co-founder of Jam Teen Investments, headquartered in Grand Blank, Michigan. They currently own and manage a multifamily rental portfolio of 253 units in Michigan, Texas, and Tennessee. And Derek and Amy have been active in real estate since 2016, with an emphasis on apartment syndication. So they'll be sharing a bit about what that is and how that works. They are also members of Think Multifamily, led by mentors Mark and Tamil Kenny. Now, Derek and Amy are also graduates of Michigan State University, and they both currently work for General Motors as engineers, that word will come up again, and they both hold a Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering and Master of Science degree in Engineering Management. Uh, They have three beautiful children, Molly, Emma, and Brayden. Hey, guys. And their perfect rescue dog, Izzy. And they are. They're just a delightful family and just great folks to get uh, to know. And so it's been a real pleasure to get to know them and to set up bank on yourself type policies for them, both for their family, for their children, and also their real estate uh, business as well. So with all that in mind, I want to introduce them to you as well. So welcome, Derek and Amy. Derek and Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Mark. So glad to be with you guys. Uh, so, you know, I always love to find out something very unique and interesting about folks that we bring on the show, and you guys are no different. So, uh, Derek, tell us how you take us back to when you were a kid, and tell us how you earned your first dollar. Uh, well, I kind of grew up um, on a dirt road, um, so I was actually uh, right down the road from a horse farm. Um, believe it or not, uh, Tennessee Walker Horse Farm. And um, we'd driven past the farm, obviously, multiple times. And I was getting to an age where I wanted to, uh, you know, make make a little extra money. I kept asking my parents for money. And they're like, well, it's probably time for you to, uh, you know, to earn, earn, earn your own buck. So um, I went down and uh, talked to the older, elderly lady that actually now my kids go and have horse lessons there, believe it or not. But um, I started at five dollars an hour and within two weeks she took me to ten dollars an hour <laughs> wow so <laughs> i could just say it was my biggest raise and uh you know as far as <laughs> employment goes um but yeah that was my first uh 
I guess my first dollar outside of parents. (laughs) And yeah, Amy, outside of uh, allowance, let's say, what was your first dollar you you went out and had to go get? Yeah, I uh, have an entrepreneurial spirit. um, And when I was camping, I started making bracelets with my sisters and my um, friend. And we started selling them throughout the campground and um, did pretty good there. We got to get a lot of souvenirs. And then other than that, I would do um, odd jobs like babysitting and stuff like that around the house. So yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have taken a very interesting turn. You you still are employees at uh, you know a very big automobile you know manufacturer, and you guys are engineers there. So, but you still have that entrepreneurial spirit. Tell us a bit about your journey from just getting the paycheck, so to speak, to trying on something a bit beyond just the employee mindset. Yeah, so it was. Um 2016 um it was obviously or it was actually when our when our firstborn child um and she was about a year old um we were starting to realize that uh college started to to loom and doom us um the thought of having to pay um for college for her and obviously you know any more kids in the future and um just we were we're like, well, how can we, you know, go about doing this? And uh, we've, Amy mentioned when she was little, she had an entrepreneurial background. I always did. I was looking to, you know, make a side buck or make something, you know. Um, I liked a uh, number of different things, but we obviously we, we did a lot of research and I found real estate um, as, a, as a good side gig, you know, either single family rentals or, you know, it was kind of what we dabbled in at first and maybe, you know, a little bit of wholesaling just to try to get our foot in the door and, and learn and do some research. And um, now we're into apartments and, you know, our larger assets, but uh, it's really a place to, to try to get away from um, uh, the tax man, right, if you will. And that's the whole bank on yourself, obviously, is a good way for us to do that as well. So... So you went to uh, I think multifamily conference, a real estate conference, and that's where he heard about bank on yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. I know that we connected finally through a podcast. I guess you had heard me on the Best Ever Show with Joe Fairless, uh, I yeah. believe, but you also had heard about it elsewhere. Tell us a bit about your exposure to the wild and woolly strategies like bank on yourself. Yeah, so I was at a, Amy mentioned it, um, I went to my uh, first real estate conference, or my second real estate conference down in Texas, actually, the Think Multifamily, the group that we're in now with Mark and Tamil Kenny, um, and uh, they had their fire summit there, and one of the presenters during the two-day conference did, um, you know, it was uh, it was whole life insurance, bank, it was bank on yourself type, obviously it wasn't you, Mark, or or um, Pamela, but it was, um, it was, it was a similar concept. And, you know, as normal people would do, you, you kind of get a little bit, you're, I, I was curious, number one, and number two, you're first, you're a little apprehensive. Right. You're like, what it, does this really exist? Like, what is this thing? And why haven't I ever heard of it? Um, you know, and this was 2018. So about a year and a half ago is when I heard about, um, oh, I heard about it. And then I, uh, you know, I listen to Joe Fairless's podcast all the time, and that's when I found Mark, uh, you, Mark, and um, and uh, the Lake Growth 
Financial Group and reached out to you and started listening to your podcast. Um, very warm, welcoming. Your, you know, everybody, you and your your wife, I know, is on there, uh, Katrina, and mm-hmm. yep. um, and it's a great group of people. And that's so we decided to work with you. I mean, we live in Michigan. You guys are in Chicago. It's not like we we have you know sat down and had coffee together. But mm-hmm. you know, I just felt warm and welcoming. You know, with your podcast. So. Cool. Well, yeah, it's a pleasure to get in, getting to know you guys. Yeah. Tell me, what was your biggest concerns? Take us back to when we first met. I'm looking at my notes here. It was um, end of 2018, start of 2019. So what were you facing at that time? What were your concerns? What were you guys seeing as some of your biggest frustrations or biggest problems in the world of finance at that point? We had um, our second child at the time, and then we were pregnant with our third. And um, college was still there. Yeah, we were putting we had real estate going on the side, but um, we were looking at a 529 plan and investing in that. Um, But then we said, why not bank on yourself? And um, after talking with you, it was just a no brainer that this way it makes so much more sense um, to do that for the kids college plan. I love that. I love that you don't even have to um, account for it on a FAFSA when you're filling out for financial aid for college. Uh, And that's just a huge, um, huge savings right there because we're sheltering a lot of money in there. So um, to not have to claim that or to even show the government that we have that there um, to apply for financial aid for the kids is that's huge huge opportunity. No, you bring up a great point, Amy. Yeah, the the FAFSA form, it's a form that you have to fill out every year when you send your kid to college or prepare to send your kid to college reporting all of the assets, income. One of the rare assets that don't get reported is cash value life insurance like bank on yourself. Uh, I think when we originally had a discussion, guys, we looked into the future a little bit of your kiddos, what their mm-hmm. ages were, and our projections were that each kid was going to cost about a quarter million dollars to send to school. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 2018. (laughs) I'm sitting there looking at a $750,000 bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it just, it's like a gigantic uh, mortgage that, you know, it's like, what am I getting? It's a huge wall of money that I'm going to have to come up with it. Yeah. It's not due in wall in one day, but it's just, it's, 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 it's looming, you know, it looms over you. It's like, going to take, take control. Well, and with this bank on yourself, we're, we're now able to pull out of all of that money out when we need it. And it's continuing to grow, even though we've pulled the money out, which that's that's mm -hmm. amazing. I love the concept. And, um, and then we pay it back when we, when we have the money to pay it back. So I love that. Awesome. Well, so you had a lot of choices, a lot of options, on where to put your money and who to work with. Uh, so again, kind of thinking back to when we first connected, why did you guys decide to work with us our, in our financial firm over traditional retirement, over traditional financial planners? Uh, you know, what what did, made you decide to work and trust us with something as important as your money and your financial future? Uh, I like I said first, it was the podcast that kind of brought me in and. Uh, made me feel welcome, believe it or not. I didn't even really talk to you personally. Um, it was, you guys sent very welcoming. Um, we reached out, we did a risk, uh, you know, a risk-free assessment of all of our financial, you know, our entire financial situation. Very thorough, by the way. 
get a very large report that um, I still reference, you know, um, today that I go back and look to see, you know, what did we account for? What, you know, what, what things that we um, look to build our policies on. Um, and it's, and it being knowledgeable, you're extremely knowledgeable, Mark. I mean, um, you know, and the way you've, you explained it to us and how um, these insurance companies, uh, where this money, you know, stays and how the loans work and, you know, where, how that money's borrowed. Um, it really laid it out clear for us. So it really came down to, um, and, and I, you know, I, I'm learning this as I'm starting to build a brand and it's, it's who you know, who you like and who you trust more so than, um, mm -hmm. you know, the product, but I like the product too. So it's, it, it really, everything worked out. So that's, that's our, uh, the numbers yeah. you, you laid out all of our numbers, you made it, you, um, individualized it and, um, really helped us to understand, uh, where the money is coming from, like Derek mentioned, because we're like, how can this be? It's too good to be true. So you really broke it down for us, which was helpful. Well, that's a, that's a word I hear quite a bit too good to be true. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. well, again, walk us through that. If you can take us back to that moment when you were starting to sort of read through some of this and no doubt you were faced with skepticism, I'm sure, excitement, possibly if this is true, wow, what would this mean for us? But how did you address some of your own uh, concerns? What kind of work did you do or research kind of, or how did you overcome some of the initial skepticism or, you know, uh, concerns you might've had just learning about these not so average financial strategies like bank on yourself? Uh, really just listening to the stories that others had in podcasts about that, their hardships of, um, you know, investing in um, hiring professionals to, to have, uh, take their money and um, their financial planners. And then they discovered this and now they're, they're, feel more secure and um, are growing at an anticipated rate. Something it's a it's a moderate um, but uh, very solid um, growth that you get through bank on yourself. And um, I love that it's very liquid. Um, you have access to your money all the time, and um, it. Um, it, there's no government restrictions. That's a, that was the biggest one that the government really doesn't can't do much with it because it is technically a life insurance policy. So um, those were the biggest benefits that I saw. And it's really a it's it's different. Um, I sometimes different people. You're going against the grain, if you will. Um, and I say that loosely because people that I work with and you know in general they don't the um, they don't have whole life policies. They have a life and you know a death benefit, a regular life insurance policy. But um, it's it's like you know you gotta you gotta be willing to do something that other people aren't doing. So you you know you so you aren't like them, I guess, or whatever. You know, do something different mm -hmm. that sets you apart, right? And um, it, this is something that a lot more people could benefit from. It's just they they got to know about it and they have to understand really what this is. I mean, this is what uh, I believe the Rockefellers and the Kennedys mm -hmm. and I mean, everybody is used to uh, maintain their wealth um, over multiple generations. Um, and that's it, right? We're starting, we're starting to build a generational wealth here with us. 
That's incredible. What a sentence. You know, we're starting to build generational wealth here with us. That's so cool. I mean, you know, your great grandkids are going to hear this podcast someday, you know, beaming, <laughs> beaming to Mars or wherever they're living at that point. And they're going to be, they're going to be cheering you on. So way to go guys. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I want you again to kind of talk us through um, how you intend to use your policies or how have you already used your policies? It's really comes down to real estate for us right now. Obviously we don't have kids that are going to be going into college, but that'll be, it'll be used for that when that time comes, but large purchases. Um, so right now we're focusing on um, syndicate real estate syndication. So we raise, you know, a, a, a group of people raise capital to purchase a, a large apartment complex, say a hundred, hundred plus units. Um, and there's some upfront capital that needs to be put down for down payment and earnest money deposits and things like the inspections, things like that. We'll use this, um, this bank, if you will, our bank, this bank on yourself policy to um, deploy that money, um, you know, use it for those deals and then be able to put it back um, at either our rate or put it all back in, you know, at, 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 at once. I mean, it really just uh, depends on what situation that comes along, but really that's our, that's our main focus of how we're going to use our policies are right currently is, mm-hmm. um, is uh, our real estate investments. Yeah. And with syndication, it's earnest money. It's, you know, it's, um, closing costs, that sort of thing. Right. Am I understanding that right? Anything else? Yeah, that's right. Uh, inspections, right. Uh, property inspections, mm-hmm. um, uh, traveling to go to the property. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of, ex- you know, obviously expenses to, uh, if it's a value add, you have to have money to put into it, into yep. the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about marketing the fund or the syndication deal? Is that a, expense yeah. you guys come up with yeah absolutely it depending on how it's structured um you know and in, in in real estate syndication you have to qualify the asset uh, or the raise if you will as a 506b which allows you um you know accredited and sophisticated investors um and but it does not allow you to advertise it um but as 506c uh, does allow you to advertise it. So yeah, definitely if we do a 506C, then advertisement costs um, uh, are incurred as well. So that definitely, uh, all these all those expenses and things that you either account for or sometimes don't account for enough, um, you know, this is, we, uh, we have those, those mm-hmm. policies to, to help us fund those. Real estate is such a big financial universe. Uh, I've met people who have used their bank on yourself policies to run bridge loans. Uh, to other investors. I've met people who are using their bank on yourself policies to cover expenses like earnest money, fixing the HVAC, uh, fixing the roof, down payments. I've seen people pay their property taxes every year, just recycling the money in and out, in and out. Um, and again, it's just a, it's a side fund. It's a sell account. It's the garage where your money lives in between the deals, whatever those mm-hmm. deals might look like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's, I had to wrap my head around the fact that, you know, I, I should no longer be using my traditional bank, um, you know, uh, as like I did. Um, yeah, I should be using uh, multiple multiple forms of, or, uh, of that, which this is one that is mine. Nobody can touch it. Nobody can tell me that I can't have it or I can't borrow it or, you know, it's it's um, I've created it, um, you know, and it, it's ours. It's uh it's it's powerful to think about to think about it. What's the scariest part of banking on yourself, in your opinion? 
Yeah, I feel like if you have a, uh, I know not everybody has a real estate, uh, you know, an investment mentality. You know, everybody wants a quick win or a quick, a quick uh, dollar or something. But you know, things that are worth your time take take time. So it's like uh, you you put the money in, it's going to. So there's going to be benefits, not benefit one year one or year two. You know, there's going to be some time for it to just you know to set and brew, if you will. Um, but it, it's it's worth it, right? You're, you're looking down the road. You're not. I'm not. I'm not looking for a six months ahead. I'm looking at seven, ten, twenty years down the road. That's 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 why you, you're we're doing these things like this. Well, and some people refer to this, and we've mentioned this on previous episodes, uh, called the barbell strategy, where you put a lot of money in big buckets of contingency cash and accounts that are accessible to you. Uh, Amy, you brought it up early, earlier where you have liquidity. You have access to money in a conservative but growing, predictably growing account. And at the same time, on the other side of the barbell, you've got investments, your business, real estate, things that are maybe going to go up, hopefully, but might go down too, right? So you've got right. the balance between conservative and smart, uh, intelligent risk. Um, you guys are definitely not your average financial revolutionaries. You're working as engineers at uh, General Motors. So what is it like when everyone else is saying, look at our 401k this year uh, or our, <laughs> our pension accounts, right? Uh, tell, talk to yeah. me about what, it's, what it feels like to be kind of the financial weirdos uh, at, at your work. <laughs> Uh, it's not easy. Um, all it's not, it's really not easy, um, to, to go against the grain, if you will, and to, to not, um, do what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, we're, we're in the, we're millennials, um, you know, that, you know, that ages, whatever that puts our age at. Um, we, um, the thought of pensions, um, don't exist. So a lot of the folks that I do work with, they will be getting pensions. Um, but uh, so we, we have to create our own. So that's you know why we got into real estate. That's to create our own wealth. We have to create our own generational wealth. We have to create our own pension. Um, when I when I, when I stop working, um, you know sooner than later, uh, I want to make sure that I still have income, you know, coming in, um, and I'm not just sole. I mean that that that's that's one. The other thing is you know a lot of folks that we work with. They're dependent on one income, you know, or maybe they're, you know, our spouse works too, you know, so you have two different incomes, but um, y- y- that's not always um, there. I mean, we went through a little bit of hard time actually about a year ago. Uh, there were some heavy layoffs and didn't know if we were going to actually make it through. And it, it's a scary feeling mm-hmm. to, that was the first time from college since we went through something like that. And to go through all that schooling, all that education, and then, you know, be with somebody for five, six, seven, ten years, and then be told, you know, be shown the door. That was a really a wake-up call to saying, you know, we're doing the right thing here. We're, we're not doing what everybody else is doing. We're going against the grain. We're protecting ourselves. Um, and we're, we're, we're creating this, uh, these money machines, if you will, um, these assets, and uh, housing it through real estate and obviously our bank on yourself policies. We're, uh, that's where we're we're collecting that, that money, right? We're mm. collecting it in our drawers and in, in our pockets. We're putting it somewhere that's safe. Derek, I remember that. Um, some of the scary moments of employment, which is not as guaranteed as we all think, right? Um, so how did your bank on yourself policy and how did your real estate efforts 
help you through those difficult times? So um, there was actually some time that we've back, we, you know, we backed down like that. That's a one nice thing is the flexibility of it. Like you designed our, we, you know, we, we designed our policies together, but we have a, um, the paid up additions and the premiums and all that stuff. You're able to adjust you, you know, there's, there's a, you, you, you design it to way, okay, this is what you're going to pay monthly. Um, you know, on, into your policy, are you comfortable with this being able to make it all the time? And sometimes things come up and, you know, you get thin on, on finances or whatever, and, and you may not be able to make that at that time. So you're able to, to dial it back, um, for a couple months or however long you need to. And then you, um, you know, you pick that up, you pick up your, your payment, your missed payments, I guess, if you will, um, to your, to your policy later on. Um, it, 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 you know, it's, it's like a safety net, if you will. I'm building a safety net for myself. I'm, I'm, um, I'm housing my, again, I'm housing my money in somewhere other than, um, a, a traditional bank. Yeah. And so we true. don't, the fees are not as outrageous and they're upfront and, yes. um, in, we see what fees we're paying for on bank on yourself, as opposed to our 401k with, uh, with general motors, there's so many fees that you really have to dig to find them all. And, uh, I think a lot of people don't even realize how much they are paying in fees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Had a gentleman earlier today, we were talking about his 401k was up 22% last year. And then we looked at the report. That was the report and what it said that it yielded for him last year, which it was a good year in the market last year. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great year. Mm -hmm. but then, but then we looked at it. That return included his own contributions and his employer's contributions, which totaled ten percent of oh the overall gosh. return. And then we remembered that half of that, or maybe two thirds of that, is his. The other third goes to the IRS, and all of it is subject to the fa to the fees, like you brought up, Amy. So you bring right. up a great point. You guys are two engineers. How did you get past the the cost, the insurance cost? as engineers, respectable and qualified and intelligent engineers overcome the numbers of that illustration of that life insurance policy, it definitely doesn't do 20% in the first year. So how did you get past that? I, I think I, I touched on it before. It, it's, um, we're, we're looking, we're looking past We're we're looking to a point where, yeah, it starts to, it really starts to, to accumulate money and wealth and the money machine really starts cranking, you know, six, seven years or how many years it is out there. Um, you have to look past, uh, the beginning year and you, and you understand that like Amy had mentioned, that's when, you know, that's when you're paying those fees up front. You're not paying those fees, um, the entire policy, which you do on a normal, um, you know, mutual fund or whatever you're paying those fees every, every year, whether you make money or not. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. This one, you're, you're paying it up front. You know what you're going to pay. You pay it. And then after that, it's, you know, the sky's the limit. And, um, again, if things are too, you know, it's, it's too good to be true. Then, um, once you get into the details, especially being an engineer, very analytical, you can find the details that show that, okay, this actually is, you know, not worth it, but we analyzed it. We looked at the details and it's, it's proven. It, it's 
been around forever. 160 plus years. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's nothing. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just using a a, a tool that is uh, unbelievable. Um, that I, I, I again, when I first heard it, and that's when people when I tell people about it. Um, I'm just like, just go to your own research. You know, you're obviously you're starstruck or you're glazed over looking at me and you think I'm a weirdo. Um, but uh, just go do your own research and make yourself comfortable with it because it, it's really something powerful that uh, you need to that you need to do. Yeah, you need it's to a do tool something that for needs yourself. to be utilized. Yeah, for sure. do it for you. Do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Awesome. So there's a quote that says, "Arguing with an engineer is like wrestling with a pig in the mud." After a few minutes, you realize the pig likes it. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's very man. true. Okay, as we wrap up, tell our listeners what you guys do, how they can be even involved in some of the exciting real estate projects that you guys have found and are involved in, and uh, where they can reach out and get, get in touch with you. Yeah, so um, right now we're into. Um, real estate uh, syndications and apartment buildings. So um, our focus is on 100 plus um, unit apartment buildings. Um, I always wondered uh, when I drove past apartment buildings, it's like, who the heck owns that thing? But it's more than likely a big group of people that have turned it into a, a security, if you will. Um, and, uh, and we, you know, we, 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 we uh, look at private and in, passive investors to uh, to help us raise the capital for those for those um, for those properties, um, and uh, we all benefit um, together. Um, it's a very passive approach for the folks that um, that do um, help us with the uh, the capital portion of the of the raise, um, which is the down payment and you know the earnest money and all that all that stuff up front. But um, you know it, it that's uh, that's our focus right now, and you can. You can reach out to us at uh, jamteaminvestments.com uh, or um, our email address is uh, info um, at jamteaminvestments.com. It's J-A-M-T-I-N-E investments.com. And um, yeah, we'd love to talk to you about either our bank on yourself policies or uh, any kind of, um, if you're looking to, to uh, passively invest in real estate or if you're actively invested in real estate, I, I always love talking to anybody everybody about uh, real estate or bank on yourself. So reach out. Very cool. Well, that's again, that's Derek and Amy Baker. They are rock stars in their own right uh, and parents at the same time. So they got some pretty lucky kids. So uh, you guys and a little dog, dog too, right? So uh, guys, um, you're doing a great job. Uh, financial revolutionaries thinking different outside of the box uh, in a way that helps bring stability and sanity to your family. And uh, puts some money in your pocket every year, guaranteed with the mar- with with or without the market, right? And gives you some power in more competitive edge in your real estate venture as well. So I'm just cheering you on from over here and on the other side of the lake. And uh, you guys have a great um, future ahead of you. Any final parting thoughts, wisdom, quotes? Anybody? Uh, do either of you guys want to leave a parting thought or a piece of advice for our listeners? Uh, you know. It's your it's your future. Um, it's your benefit to um, research and and figure out what you know where you need to um, to put your your money. You know, a, a, a traditional bank or a traditional um, you know uh, 
financial advisors, they don't cut it. Uh, it's just not, you know, you need to take it, take it into your own hands. Um, be more, uh, I guess, aware or be, be more present in your own, uh, in your own future of, especially when it comes to retirement or savings. Um, I, a lot of people are just really passive. They just throw their money over the wall into an account or into something that they have no idea what's going on. But uh, this is the real stuff. Um, uh, you know, do your own research though. And that's all there is to it. Um, and, and you'll get comfortable enough and it's second nature and you don't even think about it. There's no better time than today to take the first step too. Yep. So. Guys, you're awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Wow. So we've got a lot of ground to cover as, as always, as we look back and kind of review. But most importantly, I just really appreciated their spirit, their kindness, their willingness to try something new. You know, I think the thing that really caught my attention about Derek and Amy when I first met them was that they were so willing to step outside their day jobs uh, for their retirement and their own financial future. It's really easy when you work for a mega giant company like General Motors, uh, to not speak of them specifically, but any major company, right, to just sort of rely on their retirement packages, their employment benefits, their pensions. But for Derek and Amy, uh, they didn't have full faith in their company's retirement plans, their pensions, et cetera. So, you know, I, I kind of got to thinking that they are working full time in their jobs and they're not leaving their jobs anytime soon. They love their work. I know they do. But they're also working part time on their fortune. So they're working full time on their jobs and part time on their fortune. And as a result of that, soon their fortune is going to be working full time for them. So good on you to those guys. Way to go, guys. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a matter of real estate syndication or bank on yourself. When I met with them, it wasn't a matter of them choosing between real estate syndication deals or their business or bank on yourself. It was real estate syndication and bank on yourself. They're able to use those bank on yourself cash values for their business, for their real estate syndication deals. So I thought that was tremendous. And the other thing that I took away from their conversation with me was that they were, even as engineers, they were happy with the patience of long-term wealth generation rather than focusing too much on the numbers in just the first few years. Nobody's uh, skirting around the numbers here. The Even the well-designed, efficient bank-on-yourself policies type policies are still going to cost something in the first few years. And we looked at those numbers with eyes wide open, a couple of engineers in the room, and they were ready to rock and roll anyway. I love that because they saw not just the first three years, but the first three generations. And that's what makes all the difference. So great job, guys. Thank you for your willingness to be on our show and excited to see where you uh, take things next. Speaking of uh, being on our show, you can be on our show too. Two ways to do it. The first is to leave us a five-star review. Uh, so if you do that, take a screenshot of that and email it to hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com little screenshot of your five-star review, we will send you a free copy of Pamela Yellen's best-selling book, Rescue Your Retirement. And uh, someone did that last week, so I want to get over to them now. Our listener shout-out is Dan Cott. That's, the, that's his name. And he says, a must-listen podcast. He says, I have consumed almost all of the episodes of their podcast. If you haven't listened to these yet, please do so ASAP. The bank on yourself whole life concept is explained so easily it will blow your mind. 
Awesome, man. Well, you know, hopefully you've got good health insurance for that. But anyway, after making an appointment and talking to Mark and then Amanda on several occasions, I'm not only impressed, but very grateful for what these people are doing to help people uh, like me take the blinders off and learn a superior way to ensure a better financial future for myself and my family, Dan. Man, Dan, that is great. Thank you so much. What a kind word here. So thank you very much. And you guys too can uh, write a listener uh, a five-star review and possibly get a listener shout out for an upcoming episode. Uh, but there's one other way to reach out to us. And honestly, I'd really love to hear from you. And this one's time sensitive. We need you to write uh, or leave us a voice message before April 19th. That's before April 19th, 2020 to get a free book, Rescue Your Retirement. So you can do that by going to our show notes and clicking on the link, the appropriate link, or you can go to www.speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P. That's speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P. And the question of the month is, what does a realistic budget look like? What does a realistic budget look like? So go to speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P before April 19th to get that free book, Rescue Your Retirement. So that is it for our episode this week. Thank you again, Derek and Amy, and thank you for listening and uh, hearing one more wonderful story of people finding success in the revolution of a sane financial future. So thank you for joining us today for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.